0: Six, five, three, three, zero, zero, zero. People
1: like you, organizations like RampCheck, Check, I'd love you guys. be am ready now. You are clear for takeoff runway 21 left. Winds
0: are called.
1: Stand by for the free trans on uniform. It's
2: showtime.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another special edition of the Ramp Check podcast. I'm Tony Rumfalo.
2: Um, Aaron Rumfollow. And as usual, the youngest brother, Ryan Rumfollow. Welcome. who always who always gets to go
1: last. We appreciate you okay. just kind of taking that role, little brother. It's uh, thank you. <laughs> um, but as I, as I mentioned, it's another uh, special edition. Uh, we haven't recorded just a regular edition and I'm not sure exactly, well, a regular edition would be just me, Aaron and Ryan um on the podcast but uh um i'm not sure why i started calling them special editions but i guess it stuck so um, i guess so
3: not sure why either but
1: hey we'll roll with it (laughs) and why are we calling this another special edition of the ramp check podcast well i thought you'd never ask because uh we have another special guest with us on the podcast today um aaron i'm gonna let you go ahead and uh give us the introduction
3: Absolutely. We're uh, honored and lucky to have uh Chris Holmes on with us today. You guys al- at least a lot of our followers and listeners follow us on Instagram. He is at dope767driver on Instagram. Uh, yo, yo, So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome Chris.
0: <laughs> yo yo yo. <laughs> there you go. How's it so, going, Chris? Um, Thanks for jumping on board the podcast with us. Oh yeah, it's going, man. Just bored in a house, bored in a house, bored in a house.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know we could we could see probably three four more times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: man. Don't start
1: that. Oh my god. So, before yeah. we before we get any further, uh Chris, I just want to um your uh your name dope 767 driver. Um I I'm guessing that came from something, but but let me say it's probably a good thing that it's not 767 dope driver right?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Would probably it depends depends on,
2: send the wrong message. Yeah, it depends, I, on, I, it I, depends on who I, you're asking, Tony, whether that's yeah, bad or I used I
0: used, to go, I used to go to South America a lot, so yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> well, um, oh. yeah, they, they,
2: thanks for joining us, uh, Chris. I, I think um, Aaron has kind of uh, talked to you a little bit here and there, but uh, why don't you just kind of go ahead and Give our listeners uh, kind of a little background where you're from and what it is that you do and kind of where your love of aviation may be originated. Just kind of give us a little background, if you don't mind.
0: All right. Yeah. Like I was saying, um, uh, my wife and I were from Goldsboro, and I uh, were the home of Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. Is and uh, I was stationed there for nine years as an F-15 crew chief. So I crewed strikes on a flight line Ooh. for nine years for becoming an instructor. Yeah. They, no. they, they, yeah. The Air Force volunteer me to go to Wichita Falls, I ended up in Texas, <laughs> and um to be an instructor, and, and everything came to a halt.
2: <laughs> oh, really? Oh. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was because it's, it's a drag, because when you're on an Air Force flight line as a crew chief, man, especially on a fighter base, you're yeah. going like 200 miles an hour, giving 200 percent all day, <laughs> every day, nonstop. <laughs> Yeah, and, you, and then you get hooked. You get hooked up with the Air Training Command. Next thing, <clears and> everything <throat> comes to a complete halt because you're training no stripers up to two stripers how to fix airplanes and stuff like that. And it's, it's it was boring as hell. <laughs>
3: and, uh, <laughs> but, well, somebody okay. has to do it. You yeah, probably it was the man bo- to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was boring as hell. It, I mean, yeah. it was my it was my my most productive time though. You know, finishing college and all that stuff and Working uh, on yeah. flying, getting building up time and stuff like that. Sure, and, um, sure. yeah, like, and I, That would yeah. explain
2: all the F-15 photos on your Instagram page then. Oh,
0: yeah. That's my jet, man. I love I love all airplanes, man. And there's not too many airplanes I don't like. I've always right. had a passion for them. My, my dad, he's a retired flight engineer, Air Force and civilian. So, um, Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. So I've been around airplanes, especially military airplanes, ever since I was born. What type okay. of aircraft so that's for, was he on? He flew, man. He started out in the Marine Corps and he, uh, he was on C-130s in the Marines and then uh, mm-hmm. at Cherry Point, And then uh, he flew uh, 141s at Charleston. Oh, oh wow. Then, yeah, then he got special duty. He flew presidential. He flew oh, presidential wow. support at Andrews for the Reagan administration. Oh, man, nice. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, he, uh, then his path kind of split just a little bit. He went to reserves and then he got a job as a police officer his full time. Mm-hmm. And then oh, Air okay. Force yeah Air Force Reserves. He uh flew at kc 10 C 5 C fives, C one hundred thirties again. And then oh, uh, That is cool.
3: Yeah, Quite a career. And
0: then, yeah, and then in Airlines he flew uh he flew for American Transair, their seven twenty sevens and L ten elevens. Oh ATS, nice. so cool. the good
1: old L ten eleven yeah I remember those yeah, <laughs> then he
0: then he kind of he kind of retired. Then he became a state trooper in Virginia. And when I okay. went to fly for American Eagle, and back in 07, when I got out, got off back to do it and went flying for Eagle, he got itch again, and he got hooked up with Coletta. Coletta, Coletta the uh, the cargo oh, the oh yeah yeah, 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 tiny Coletta, right, really? Yeah, yep.
3: yeah. Oh, okay. him
0: and the okay. him and the chief pilot flew Casey Tins together. So, oh, when oh, he, wow. Yeah, so when well, he went, when he in, went to when Goya, go
2: if you're from Utah, we call it Kalida. Kalida, <laughs> Kalida. Yep. Anyway, continue. True. <laughs>
0: and then um, he did. He flew with them for about 15 months, and he then he figured out he was sick of flying.
3: Oh, okay. And ever since
0: then, ever since then, it's hard to drag him out here to Texas to come see me, especially on an airplane. He rather drive. Oh, wow. uh, He was, like,
3: done. He was done, done.
0: He was done, (laughs) done. But, um, uh, yeah, no... Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I was just going to say, Chris, sorry for interrupting. I have a friend uh, who I worked with uh, a few years ago um, as a flight dispatcher. We were both dispatchers for Pinnacle, but he left Coletta to go work for Pinnacle um, as a flight dispatcher. So, anyway, just a little, little tie there. Yeah. So, was he sorry. happy he
0: left um is coletta still flying oh yeah they got triple sevens now yep, oh my god they are still yep. crazy well
1: i'll say i don't believe he was at the time um when he left Coletta. i guess they were having some issues but uh i think actually he ended up going back there his name is is I can't even remember his name. I guess it doesn't even matter. But um but yeah, he may he may be back there again
3: still, but some uh, friend of yours. I know. Right? <laughs> I I should say a,
1: a a co-worker of mine. Yeah. Yeah, so. there you go. There you go. That's cool. That was it. Yeah, well, well you guys you guys know when I worked out for Pinnacle, that was a bit of a rough stretch of my life anyway, oh, so yes. I yeah, try and that, put that, that behind was. me. <laughs> go ahead Chris. i'm sorry
3: yeah 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 chris so so continue on with so you you um you went so you were in the air force you were working with f-15s and and like ryan said that explains all your f-15 love which is cool which by the way we appreciate you wearing our F15 swag and posting about oh, it. Man. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. You were yeah. our first customer with that <laughs> with our F15 swag. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um so then after I guess you were in the Air Force for a while and then you decided to fly in the airlines was that the next step?
0: Yeah, that was the next step, man. I was, uh, the entire time I was in active duty, man, I was flying, building time, flying pipeline patrol okay. and all this other stuff, CFI. Oh, nice. wow. Nice. And, okay. And then honestly, honestly, guys, I got, I got tired of dealing with the Air Force. The, the way, the direction that it was going, man, uh-huh. it was a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of the fun. I, I, and I know we're about business. And when, when it was time to take care of business, business was business, but we like to have fun. You know, crew chiefs like to work hard. And play harder, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah. it just, it just became a drag, man. And then the airline, the regionals were hiring. I had the flight time and I was like, man, it's time to live the dream, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. in 2007, okay. after 13 years in 07, I punched, man. I got, I got hired by Masaba, Piedmont, and American Eagle. And I took the American Eagle route.
3: Okay. Did yeah. you start, nice. uh, flying like, yeah, ETRs. what did you start out? Yeah, the no, API, I went straight to the jet. I, I went straight, straight to the Embraer.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was literally one week, one week before I was flying a single engine 172, and then the next week I was in training on a, on a jet. So it was it was pretty cool,
2: man. <laughs> oh, That's <laughs> oh, yeah. awesome. That's a little different. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it was definitely awesome.
0: it was a definitely a chest stuck out, shit don't stink moment. right exactly (laughs) well deserved as well well deserved
2: (laughs) perfectly put there you go yes so did you uh continue in that or then you you obviously uh probably moved into some other aircraft correct
0: yeah i stayed at i stayed at eagle for seven years and then i was lucky enough to get hired right off the street by american and when i when i came over to american yeah when i came over to to The MD80 for about nine months. Then I picked up the 737 fluid for what, three years? And then by accident, Mm -hmm. I got the 7576. My, uh, I had it on on, on my dream sheet or on my bid, uh, ever since I got to the company and I didn't, and I didn't think nothing else of it because they were going to park the fleet. And all of a sudden one day, boom, you've been awarded 737, 757, 767, uh, FO. And I was like, Oh, well, I guess that's that. So here I am a year and a half to, going on two years later, still on the airplane. So, and so when uh, you said, that, so, when you said
1: they were going to park the fleet, what was going on yeah. at that time? Cause this was what 2009? 2000, what nine or no, this was, uh, no, this was
0: 20, this was 2014 going into 15 and 16. Yeah. Okay. They were just, okay. yeah, they were scaling back. We were, I think we were, I think we were just getting ready to finish our, uh, merger stuff with the, uh, with our seniority list. Oh, and, um, okay. And you're,
3: yeah. you're talking the merger and with, and that US was Airways, with US Airways. Right? Airways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I guess in their infinite wisdom, they wanted to park all the seven fives and sell all the seven sixes and stuff. Oh. And, um, but the thing about it is, man, a seven five is such an awesome airplane. There, mm. There's, to be a, uh, a, uh, a, uh, narrow body, a big narrow body, long range airplane. There's no mm-hmm. other narrow body airplane that can do what it can do. That's why Delta yeah. still had theirs and United still had theirs, man. The A3, the A321 and all that stuff. It can hold more people or whatever, but it just can't. If you, if there's anything in the, in the load with wet runway. Mm hmm. Like you're trying to get from Hawaii back to the mainland states. It can't, it can't, uh-huh. it, it can't take all the people and their stuff and it can't take all the stuff and the people, but the 757. Oh, okay. you, can cr- you, yeah, you can cram it with all the, all the people, all the jump, man, and you're flying
3: out of it, buddy. And that, that's so. because the, 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 uh, maximum takeoff weight on the 75 versus the A321 is is way higher and so yeah and that i mean that that's a huge advantage of the 757 and that, that's probably why boeing is is uh really wanting to find that that sweet spot in developing a new aircraft to replace the 757 because well, of that well, reason
0: well, well boeing had an issue with it period the airline the delta the american and american and united was pushing have been pushing Boeing to do something. Boeing said they don't want to do anything. Boeing said they wanted to. Here you go. You got the 737 Max 10. That's your
3: 757. Okay. Oh right? wow. Okay. But then yep. that's like A321. So, yep. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. One one okay. good thing about Boeing
0: airplanes, Boeing airplanes, the wing, the way they design the wing. Mm-hmm. The wing is often awesome. All the all the airplanes, the wings produce a lot of lift. That's why. That's why in a 737. Eight hundred, I can outperform and outclimb an A three hundred and twenty and an A three hundred and twenty one. Full of people, okay. full of gas. I can outperform, them.
2: Out-climb, them, outclimb them, really, and that, outspeed. That's yeah. just because of the the wing, the wing shape, Yeah.
0: Huh? Exactly, wow,
2: that's exactly. Cool. Well, it, I think cool that it's pretty cool to hear from, you know, a pilot's perspective. Being an av geek myself, and growing up, um, loving the seven fifty seven. It's it's pretty cool to hear from my perspective um, a pilot say how much he loves the 757. It kind of makes me feel yeah. like good inside.
0: <laughs> I, don't think, yeah. I don't think you'll find a pilot who's flown a 75 not like it. every 757 yeah, awesome. person who's ever flown it. They love the airplane. I mean, in our airplanes, wow. they took them years back. They started modding the cockpits. So all the got- cockpits of flat panel glass, uh-huh. at least on the glass. American airplanes. And we got seven thirty sevens and, and our first seven triple sevens are older than our uh, some of our our younger seven fifty
3: sevens that we just parked. Wow. Oh wow oh, geez. That's just yeah. shows the value. And you know, I g- going back like Ryan was saying, you know, being an Av Geek and hearing this perspective, it completely makes sense because I remember when I was a lot younger Growing up, you know, going to the airport, watching aircraft take off. I remember when the 757s were brand new. And, yeah. you know, this is the 80s, of course. And uh, Salt Lake City is a huge hub for Delta. Um, mm-hmm. And so you would see a Delta 727 at the time take off. And, you know, I mean, it would take eight 9,000 feet of runway, <laughs> you know. And then the 757 rolls down and it's like in the air halfway down. And I just remember yep. like thinking, wow, what a difference.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, not to even yep. mention the angle of attack of the 75 compared to the 727.
0: Yeah. 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 75 yeah, is that, that, a very like... stable airplane, man. It's, it's stable. It's solid. We did a, uh, right after right the day they reopened the tower in Vegas. Cause you know, the tower in Vegas closed for like a few days cause of COVID, right?
2: right. You guys hear about I that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We uh I went up there to pick up one of our airplanes to take it to Roswell. And the captain, you know, he said he was going to retire in 7 months and blah blah blah. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to press the issue of flying. This could be my last flight in the 75. So yeah, I'm gonna let, mm-hmm. I'm going to let the dude go, you know, he's the captain, I'm gonna let him do his thing. And I suggested to <laughs> yeah. him I suggested to do a max power takeoff with him. And he was oh. like, yeah, if "You can get it." They probably they probably won't give it to me. They probably won't give it to us. I said, sorry, I'll I'll try it. I'll work it out. So Mm -hmm. I put all the numbers (laughs) in the box and stuff like that for a max power takeoff. And, um, I mean, the coolest, the coolest clearance I've ever made my life. Just hearing all the fighter guys when I used to launch my jets out, hearing, hearing my pilots when I was a crew chief ask for a max performance takeoff. I did it just like them. I forgot what flight number, what I was, I mean, I just called groundless in American, such and such, ready to taxi at spot two request. I'm restricted click, quick climb to flight level one, nine or zero. And they said they gave me, they, they gave us our taxi clearance, man. And then they gave us the clearance for the quick climb, man. We were air, we rotated about, uh, under 2000 feet. And oh, I think don't know. Yeah, man. When we, uh, cause we had, <laughs> it was just he and I and we only had maybe 12 or 13,000 pounds of gas on board the jet period. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. And, it, and let me tell you, man, when we, when the airplane came off the ground and the captain rotated, he wasn't ready for that shit. He was still, his, <laughs> he was, his body, his brain, everything was still at the gate and the airplane was going, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. was awesome. I Wish I could have oh, been on well, that we... aircraft for that. Damn.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or seen it. Yeah. Uh, oh. You yeah. guys <laughs> do that. And <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Be... Keep going. We love the story. I, I thought he was going. I
0: thought he was going to stall the freaking airplane, dude. Because the airplane. I mean, <laughs> when he when he pitched up, man, he wasn't initially following the flight director. And, and you know, you get it up there, and uh-huh. he finally started falling, chasing the flight director. Man, it was above twenty degrees. And they got oh this God. other indicator. Once you get to 20 degrees, this indicator called the pitch limit indicator starts coming down. And mm-hmm. if the pitch limit indicator touches the flight director and you're in the flight director, you start getting the shaker, the stick shaker. Oh, oh yeah. Damn. So, so he was like a hair from touching the PLI from the shaker, man. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: <laughs> that's awesome. And it was all.
0: And it was all because of angle of attack. It wasn't because the airplane was slowing down. It was because yeah. of angle of attack, yeah. right? Because the airplane was going okay, to accelerate, dude. <laughs> I went right in the flight instructor mode. He's the captain. Here I am taking a yoke, not taking it from him, I'm pushing the yoke over, man. Look, you're coming to the PLI, man. Stop doing it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> right.
3: What a cool. Like, wow, <laughs> what a story. And so you're, you're, you're taking this 757 from, vegas to roswell because american just retired all those 757s, five sevens right
0: and, and here's the thing man right now they don't know what they're going to do with the 757s. five sevens if you talk to the okay. ma- maintenance guys and we gotta we gotta let we gotta email maybe a week ago that said all our seven fives are in storage mm-hmm. all the seven fives are in storage and all the seven sixes are sold okay oh, wow so the
1: seven sixes are are sold yeah because i was going to ask um, if they were officially retired or if they were just going to be mothballed, because, you know, I worked for um, I worked for SkyWest Airlines for a long time as a flight dispatcher. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we got to a point where the CRJ 200 was just I mean, performance wise versus the the 700s and the 900s um you know they were just dogs and you know you're familiar with salt lake city flying in and out that it's it's a high airport and um and so we were told you know oh yeah we're retiring all of our 200s well then they started coming back into the fleet when we got some american eagle flying because we're going to be flying out of los angeles and phoenix and so um so, yeah. So I was just curious if they were actually just being mothballed or, you know, if they were actually retiring. But you said that the 767s, they're all sold then. Is that, is that yeah, what They were
0: Yeah, they, they were basically sold last year. We just leased them back until and we, were, uh-huh. we were supposed to fly our last flight with those airplanes December 2021.
1: Uh huh. And then okay. they, the 757s,
0: yeah, the 757s didn't have a, uh, they didn't have a, uh, a date stamp on them for retirement. And I think oh, okay. uh 75s, a lot of them, a lot of men that were flying with the Amazon fleet, for, you know, with ATI or whoever bought them or Atlas, whomever. So
2: um, uh-huh. okay. a lot of
0: those are are cargo, and some of them maybe down in South America and stuff like that. But yeah, um, okay. they say they say our seven fives are in storage, and hopefully, they say if if, if this COVID thing turns around soon, they would con- highly consider pulling them out of the desert because the company knows again, there's not another airplane that we have in our fleet that a seven five, yeah. you know, just just can't do it, just can't do it, man.
1: Well, yeah, okay. it sounds like okay. with the seven fives not flying, that it's going to leave uh, kind of a gap in. It will and what you guys are doing, yeah. So
0: it will, especially that Phoenix because we did Phoenix to Hawaii, Phoenix to Luhui, Phoenix to Honolulu, Phoenix to uh Maui, Kona, all using the seven fifty sevens.
2: Oh using their older
0: seven fifty sevens. And now they got this uh was it the A three twenty Neo or A three twenty one Neo, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, they say we'll- it gets a little they say it, it gets a little better performance, but it has all the airbuses the 20 the 19 20 and 21 all have the same wing
2: mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah and true. that's well, the that makes problem
3: sense. that's the that's they- the problem with the performance okay yeah and and they they're only uh their their main landing gear doesn't even wouldn't even support uh, a higher maximum takeoff weight as well, cause I mean, if you look <laughs> yeah, at the 757, only, yeah. I mean, just like an av geek without knowing anything, you look at the 757 and you look at the landing gear versus like a 737 or an A320 or A321. And you're like, well, the 757, I mean, it's got to beat just because I mean, look at that gear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it can hold the weight. Yeah. Um, so why aren't you dope? Seven five seven driver. Why is it the seven six seven driver? Tell us that. I have no
0: clue. I have no clue. And if I go, if I go to anything else, I'm probably not going to change it at all. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, I'm, 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 I love my seven five, but you know, I I I will be honest. I do want to experiment, dabble a little bit in the Airbus. I want to see what the Airbus really is all about because it. Mm-hmm. Airbus has some cool bells and whistles as far as cockpit stuff-wise, and it's a lot mm-hmm. more comfortable. I mean, it's a, it's a lot more comfortable than going back to the 737.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what okay. I mean? You know, the what side about stick. A- what? what about a 737 max? Oh, wait, I got to interrupt you guys because I'm in Salt Lake, obviously, and... I'm looking out over the valley and there's a UPS 757 on on approach to Salt Lake right now. It's kind of funny. <laughs> the, 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 oh, nice. the, the, <laughs> everything aligned the, the, ears the, are the gods burning. aligned had a 757 do fly by <laughs> while we're nice. talking about it. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, sorry. Back. What on about track. the max? Going back to yeah. The, yeah, So Yeah, because American has got a bunch of maxes and, and still a bunch on order as well. Um, yeah. You know, I mean... As far as the Airbus and the Max, as far as comfort, like you were saying, what what do you what do you think about that?
0: The way it was put to me, and this this is a true statement. What the the seven thirty seven turned what fifty three years old this week or something like that, mm-hmm. fifty some years mm-hmm. old. Wow. There is mm-hmm. there is fuselage wise, you may as well say cockpit size. There's really not that much difference between Knowing how the airplane works, and if you, if you really think about the nuts and bolts, there's nothing Uh really, not that much difference between a 727, a 737, and a 737 Max. When you, when you Mm -hmm. get down to the nuts and bolts and what I Mm -hmm. mean by the the design and how big the cockpit is, uh, and how the, how the cockpit is laid out. All right. Mm -hmm. So the 737 Max has the same cockpit dimension, size, and all that stuff as, as the 200 300 400 so on and wow. so forth. It's all the same mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. The Max so the Max is 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 more <laughs> powerful as far as thrust uh-huh. and what it can lift. And that's why Boeing's been pushing that airplane to be the replacement mm-hmm. for the 75, but airline companies are like not not no but hell no. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah. so what you're yeah. saying
1: is so what you're saying is the name the name 737 Max has absolutely nothing to do with the comfort of the flight crew.
0: No, it has absolutely nothing. <laughs> the instrument, the the, the the instrument panel. If you're looking at the instrument panel, it's the same instrument panel as a 787. Uh, oh, okay. newer, so that's nice. Or the newer generation, because the <laughs> newer generation 76s that are still coming off the line for UPS and FedEx. But cargo wise, they have a complete seven eight seven cockpit. But uh, mm-hmm. oh, that's but, so um, nice. Yeah, the seven thirty seven max. Looking at the instrument panel, awesome instrument panel. But you look up, it's Southwest Airlines when you look up. Right. And, re- <laughs> I and re- got you. <laughs> and yeah. reason why I say sure. Southwest <laughs> Airlines is because the reason why the seven thirty seven hasn't changed the way the layout versus you know the overhead panel, the switches overhead and. And send a Mm pedestal because Southwest was the biggest uh, operator of 737s on the planet. And they got to decide, through political pressure, believe it or not, to Boeing, they got to decide how they want the airplanes
3: configured. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Interesting. Well, And it
1: it makes sense, too, because Southwest Airlines, obviously, uh, when I say a one-airplane fleet, it's one airframe. It's the... 737 airframe but you know with all the different uh variations of it um they they were qualified to fly in any one of them they didn't need to they didn't need to go through uh cross training or get
0: get a different type rate exactly because i was told i was told by boeing one of those one of those faa uh inspectors for boeing the ones ones that got in trouble
2: Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was
0: talking to one a couple years ago before all this max stuff even, even went down with the accidents. He was saying that the uh, Boeing originally wanted to design the over redesigned overhead panel on the center pedestal to be like a triple seven or a seven eight with all push buttons.
3: Uh-huh. But
0: that, requ- but, but like you were just saying, you were alluding to Tony that that would require a new type rating just to take a toggle right. switch. And turned into a push button was a new type rating.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So that, yeah, it's kind of a perspective that, that I've never of, really thought about before.
3: Yeah. That, that, that puts more, more into perspective, the, uh, you know, the seven, three max situation as well, mm-hmm. because one of the whole reasons Boeing pushed it so fast and, and so hard was because you supposedly didn't need a new type rating and, because of right, all that. Right. So that all makes sense. So it almost makes you think that, you know, had they changed that and made the cockpit more 787, 77, you know, those things, that it almost you know, maybe the whole MCAS thing maybe would have, you know, had some light, you know, shine on it to be like, okay, well, you've got all these new switches, you've got all this, and by the way, you've got this new you know, system that, you know, can activate during this part of the flight envelope. And yeah, yeah. interesting. What you know, all those decisions and everything that goes down when they're uh, designing a new aircraft. But and, yeah. and the wow. funny
0: thing about it is I can I can look at the 757, 760, I can look at their overhead, the overhead pound. And every mm-hmm. toggle push every push button knob or whatever they have. that... Those same buttons, knobs, or whatever you want to call it, are switches in the 750. I mean, it's the same exact panel, but one mm-hmm. is switches, one is button, one is uh, press button, push button. Really? You see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, oh. it's the same, you yeah. know? Yeah,
0: You know, for example, if I flip, if I, if I open up a bleed air switch on a 757, I take a, I mean, on um, 737, I take a toggle mm-hmm. switch and I flip it off to on, on to off, right? On a mm-hmm. 757, I just push a button. Push a button. Oh, okay. Lat, I latch a button to open it, release it to close it. That's it. <laughs> it's crazy. you know. Go, ahead, go Chris. ahead, And it's in the same exact position. Wow. The okay. Same place it is so, on the seven three panel. The same place it so is on like the It's Like muscle 5-3. memory. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So okay. It interesting so
1: and and yeah um, chris i mean obviously with what's going on right now um we want to talk a little bit about you know how this has affected you know the airline industry as a whole american airlines and of course you personally but i'm gonna i want to put you on the spot here for a little bit and you can answer how you want um i don't know if you have listened to any of our past episodes of the podcast where me, Aaron and Ryan have actually discussed, you know, what our feelings are on, you know, what, what were the bigger contributors to the 737 Max accidents. But what, what's your take on all of that from a, from a, a Boeing pilot's perspective?
0: Training, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Thank I you believe, for validating I mean, our point <laughs> once again. Personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Personally, personally I think an American not an American airlines but a US pilot, an American United pilot from the United States operating a 737. The way we're trained, mm-hmm. I think I think if we had that situation, I think we would have responded a lot better. And I think we would have uh I, I don't know, we we probably would have saved the airplane because Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way the way I and I haven't read the accident reports, but you know, hearing other pilots talk about it and stuff like that, and just getting the gist of what happened and what went on. It is similar to what we train for in a simulator as a runaway stab trim. Right. Mm-hmm. And we practice and- runaway stab trim that, that we do that on our initial training, but you know what you're gonna do when you do or when you got a runaway stab trim. I can tell you what I'm gonna do right now on a 737, 757 if I got a runaway stat Mm trim, I already know. Yeah. I mean,
3: yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, everything that we've read and everything that just, you know, speaking to pilots like yourself. And I mean, it really sounds like that's, that's a huge factor in what was going on with the seven, three, seven max and those two accidents that really hasn't been pushed much in the media. And that's probably because, they, they want to find, you know, the bad, the big bad company it's their fault, you know. and Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's opinions all over the place on, on that issue. But, but yeah, I mean, pilot training and just pure airmanship really seems to yep. be the biggest factor in what's going on.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do, I do fault Boeing and FAA to a, to an extent of putting, I mean, yeah. I don't see the reason why that was put on the airplane. I mean, it's not on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I know that I heard, I was told the system exists on the 787, and I was also told that the the system exists on newer 767s, including the KC46. But uh, I don't, you know, to me, I mean, it it was a system that really didn't need it. Trying to make. Make the airplane a little bit more automated than it needs to be. I guess. I mean, yeah. kind of yeah. like uh, yeah. kind of going down the the road of Airbus. Like, but right. I mean, right. It, did, mm-hmm. it didn't need it. It didn't need to be in it, to me. I mean, you know. But yeah. I get it. I mm-hmm. get it yeah. because of the way the engines the engines are sitting. Because you got bigger engines. They're a little bit further forward. And then if you get mm-hmm. a runaway strap stab trim at a high power setting and a high angle of attack. Yeah, you could, but you know, like I said, our training and we, you know, we, we train upset prevention and upset recovery. Yeah, we could have, we could yeah. I think we could have fixed that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, well, what's interesting is you pretty much mentioned what we talked about in one of our previous episodes where, you know, we don't totally alleviate Boeing or, or the FAA or anything, but, uh, we definitely think a lot of it came down to training. And what was interesting yeah. is in one of the, one of the uh, accidents before the accident happened the same situation happened and there was a, a a pilot jump seating who actually assist and once again this is all what you read in the report who assisted right. the pilots um, he basically was like yeah, hey guys why don't you try this and they were like oh yeah and they saved the airplane right so yeah i, I would remember think that reading maybe about that. that pilot had training the proper training mm-hmm. to do that, whereas maybe the, the, the pilots that were flying maybe didn't. But once again, I'm not sure, but it was just interesting to hear, you know, that perspective.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and one yeah. thing too that I want to add is, and I can't remember if it was the, uh, Lion Air or the Ethiopian flight. Um, one of you guys can, can let me know, but, um, is I think it was the Ethiopian flight actually, but they, they turned off pilot as simple as that and the situation stopped and then they turned the autopilot back on and it happened again and then they lost situational awareness and yeah that was a flight
2: oh that was okay
1: yeah so it's just it's a it's amazing to me though it's like where and 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 i agree with you and ryan that you know there were several factors and there were several you know uh, things that contributed to this but i mean when does common sense kick in now now i i've i've i've, I've jump seated, you know many many times and and I'm, I'm not behind the controls so i can't say exactly how i would react in an emergency situation like that but you would just think the common sense is oh i turned this back on and the problem presented itself i better turn it back off
0: right yeah, yeah. Have, and, and, so, and speaking
3: of that chris have 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 you um what kind of failure in the cockpit have you had to deal with in your career um that that you can talk about that uh i don't know maybe i mean not necessarily exactly like what's going on but like you yeah. said, you've trained so much on runaway trim. Have you ever had to deal with the one runaway trim? Have you ever had to deal with something that, like your training, um, really just just kicked in and you just knew exactly what to do? Is there a story um, you can tell us? Nothing
0: emergency wise, I can't think of. I mean, nothing, nothing serious. Oh well, well, when I was an eagle, and this is, and I wasn't flying; the captain was flying. We were climbing. It just took off mm-hmm. out of Miami. And he mm-hmm. had an elevator, a, a elevator trim failure. He couldn't trim out the airplane at all. And we automatically declared an emergency. And we were just so wrapped up and busy with that. I just said, look, mm-hmm. man, we're tight in on the field. I said, I'm going to start. Let's just get the airplane on the ground. We're about to checklist when we got on the ground. That's what we did, man. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a situation on a 7-3. And this wasn't an emergency either, but it just made for a long flight. Uh, San Juan, Mm -hmm. Puerto Rico to DFW is about a uh, five-hour ride in the 7-3. And Mm -hmm. we were just south of Sarasota when we lost one of our IRS's or IRU's. And that shut Mm -hmm. down the autopilot. That shut down. We couldn't do RBSM flight. And I had to fly that airplane for like three and a half. I had to be a pilot, man. I had to fly that airplane three and a half (laughs) hours by hand. (laughs) Oh, wow, man. and man. At,
1: kinda uh and oh twenty five thousand feet, right? Because you had to fly below uh, RBSM yeah, airspace.
0: Yeah, but yeah, below two nine zero. So yeah, we came back at uh We, oh, came, we yeah. came down at yeah we came down at two seven zero. Had to get a new clearance for a uh for a non RNAV arrival. So we had to do you know, did do a, a RNAV arrival, but it worked <laughs> out fine, man. I just my captain was laughing at me the whole time. He did. He did offer and say, "Hey, we can switch out. You know, if you want to." I was like, "No, nah, I got it, man." So um, yeah. I had to be a pilot. <laughs> Luckily, I have I, I fly I fly my airplanes enough without the autopilot on that I was comfortable with doing it. Some guys might not be comfortable doing it in, in, in an airline. Yeah. Period. Yeah. But yeah. um, you know, but when I got on the ground, I kind of felt like that uh, Family Guy episode when Quagmire was watching porn all day long, and he <laughs> walked out. <laughs> He walked out and pointed to <laughs> pointed to the mailbox and his arm was real huge.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. oh yeah. That. Oh, damn. That's good. Um,
2: yeah. oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, that sounds Is, is that a, Is that
3: a different Is that a different type of uh, uh, something you can log in your logbook, you know, manually flying that log versus just I'll regular can, flights? I'll can... No,
0: nah, it's nothing. It's nothing special unless I put it in the yeah, remarks. Yeah. It's nothing special, you know. It's it was it was no <laughs> yeah. biggie, man. It was I had a handful of airplane, though I tell you that much. But I just you know, flighted, yeah. yeah Captain even had to go back and use the bathroom. And the flight attendant came up and didn't realize I was flying it by hand until I told him. So yeah, we had some failures up here, and we're just up here cruising around flying by hand. The flight attendant's eyes just his his eyes was big as. 50- <laughs> 50 cent pieces, <laughs>
2: man.
0: That's, that's <laughs> funny. Oh wow. Well, that
2: is hey, cool. um, that's a so cool story. I've, I've got uh I've got a question for you, Chris. Um so what um after looking at your Instagram, and I know we're sort of it might be sort of switching gears a little bit, but what is um your involvement with this uh Italian stallion aircraft? What, oh, what is that the Market? Uh, the Marchetti. yeah, I know it's yeah. nicknamed the the Italian stallion, the, and I noticed S, you have a the lot of S two eleven, yeah, S two eleven. Is this, yeah. is this like a, an aircraft you own, or is it kind of a hobby, or uh, no? I wish to... I owned it. I wish I owned
0: it. I am um, yeah? no, I'm, okay. a fli- I'm a flight instructor. The airplanes is about 10, 15 minutes away from my house. We got two of them, and it's okay. through. Uh, here's a shameless plug: Victory Aviation um all right we uh <laughs> yeah we do up, we do upset recovery we do type ratings in airplane or type training we do uh what else we do formation training um or we do that for those pilots you got to have at least a private pilot's license so we do for those pilots who want jet transition or just want to check off a bucket list item
3: mm-hmm. okay and
0: um it's a lot of fun and the funny thing is I got a buddy of mine. You, you have you guys interviewed Acrojet yet?
3: No, we haven't. I know that you've mentioned that before. Mentioned him before. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to do that, dude. He's a United.
0: He's an XF-16 guy. He's a United. Nice, he's a United. He's a United Airbus captain out of uh, Newark. Cool. A cool. Mm-hmm. Dude. He was one of those dudes, man. If we went TDY to Vegas or something like that, me being an enlisted guy and him an officer you would be hanging out with him getting wasted. He is.
2: Well, that sounds me. The dude
0: is good shit. The dude is good nice. shit. Anyway, he, he's, a, he's a big L-39 guy, man. And I finally hooked up with him and went up to Connecticut and flew in his L-39. He threw him in the, in the front seat and we blasted off. We had a good time. Ever since then, man, all I could think about was getting an L-39, you know, doing it. And then I started this company and I had to get an LLC to also beat taxes and stuff like that because the taxes were eating me mm-hmm. alive. Mm-hmm. That's when I, uh, started combat Voto. And, um, I, I had intended on buying an L39 eventually, one okay. day, you know, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, these guys at Victor Aviation in my, here in my backyard here, they, uh, like, how did I start talking to those guys? I think I started talking to them on IG. On Instagram. Okay. And, um, you know, and once they make contact with you and stuff like that about if you say you might want to do something, the, uh, chief pilot, the big, the big, the, the money brains guy, he's on you, dude. He's like a, he's like, <laughs> a, a, he's like a salesman coming to your house trying to sell you a damn vacuum cleaner. He just, he just, he just sucks. <laughs> He just sucks you in. Well, he know
3: he knows you've got the aviation blood, and so he knows. Oh, uh, man, yeah. He's a he's <laughs> right, a cool yep. dude about it.
0: He's and he's an ex F eighteen guy himself, Marine Corps. He's cool. He's cool too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we went out. I told him, okay, I'll do a a, a fam flight <laughs> with you guys. He said, cool. So we jumped in the back seat of it, went and did a fam flight. Had my wife meet us out there when we landed and stuff like that, and she came out. So he's. He's talking about me coming out and and wanting to get the type rating and jet so I can rent the airplane. He wants these guys to rent this airplane. I'm like, there's no way mm-hmm. in hell I'm going to rent an airplane for $2,500 an hour. That's just not going to work. I'm <laughs> just not doing this.
3: He, all he think That's of, like all a he citation about, jet to the Bahamas. <laughs> dude, it's
0: like, I mean, it's he, 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 he calls us all rich airline pilots. I'm like, the hell with that, dude. I'm not <laughs> and like... And, And we started talking and it, and it, and it came on my mouth that I had a CFI and all this stuff like that. He said, well, and he's trying to make money on the airplane, right? He said, Mm -hmm. well, if you buy the type rating, if you come out and get the type rating, buy the type rating. You can come out and be a CFI with us, man. You can get all your hours just instructing or doing, you know, doing whatever. And believe it or not, my wife gave me the green light. She gave me the head nod and I was like, shocked.
3: Oh yeah.
2: That's a good lady. You're like inspecting oh, so no, so and you're like, well, that's okay. Oh, Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here it is.
0: Here it is September. And I thought it was going to start snowing in Dallas in September when it was still 90 degrees. And um, <laughs> and then we shook hands, man. And then I went and did the, did the training, got the type reading done and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Now, now I instruct for them. So, you know, it's a whole lot of fun, man. Go Yeah, we
3: love all the. All, yeah, all the pictures that you post. In yeah, yeah do awesome.
0: aerobatics.
2: What's oh, the wow. <laughs> uh, what's the top speed of of that aircraft?
0: It's uh, it it max indicators 400 knots, and it can do max is point eight okay. okay. zero Mach. Right. Oh,
2: okay, nice. So it it yeah. moves a little bit, and it, it's probably pretty maneuverable as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can pull up to six G's, but I gotta, I gotta burn some gas down. I gotta get down to seven hundred pounds of gas before I can go out and pull six G's on it. But um, okay, but okay. um, mm-hmm. it it burns gas pretty good though. It's a, uh, it has a Citation engine in it, believe it or not. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it it burns. It doesn't have it doesn't have long legs on it at all. In fact, I just took it to. uh About three or four weeks ago, I had a student that was getting his type reading, and um, we had to go to Fairhope, Alabama, do his type ride, and we did a cross country, and it had to stop twice. And Fairhope is down there by, uh, yeah, Fairhope (laughs) is between Mobile and uh, Pensacola. And we had had to, no, we had to stop once. We stopped once going and once coming back, but you know but yeah. uh yeah. man
1: that makes for that makes for an expensive uh cross-country flight man yeah Just I did, look, training I had to, to get here your- I
0: had to I had to pay for the gas man because I left the company gas card at, at the at the hangar <laughs> and got it. Oh, no. I mean it was it was like it was like 2300 bucks in gas for all the flying with yeah, the jet so what so so relatively speaking it wasn't that bad when they had to fill mm-hmm. up the airplane relatively mm-hmm. speaking. But they reimbursed me all my money anyway, so they, you know they're pretty good about they you know they pay me and they they reimburse me whatever I spend and all that stuff, so it was all good.
3: That's that's cool. No, that's Th- does that jet and, and does that jet have an ejection seat?
0: No, but we sit on parachutes, man.
3: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I, w- I wish I wish <laughs> the
3: seats were hot.
2: Yeah. 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 How uh, how often do you um, go up in that aircraft?
0: Um, when I have a student to fly at least once or twice a month, and then I do some, uh, if I haven't flown it in a month, they like for us to go in there and do some proficiency flying. So Mm -hmm. I'll just jump into it and go do some touch and goes or go out and do some aerobatics and come back. And, um, I still got to pay if I do proficiency, it's still about 750 an hour. Busted gas. Mm, okay, you still wow. looking at you? Still, yeah, you still looking at about a thousand bucks, but it's still a far cry from twenty five hundred. Man, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes a thousand bucks is worth it, man. I am out there just grinning from ear to ear, having a good time, you know.
2: Oh hell yeah! yeah well, that's, <laughs> something I, that's something. That's I would be spending my money on for sure. I mean, Dude, yeah. when it's something you love, you know, it's something oh, you yeah. love. It's really doesn't hurt that bad to spend that kind of money. So I know. I know we, as I can speak for my brothers and I, we've spent a lot of money over the years on aviation. <laughs> so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah. The guy's the owner. The owner, he's he's a rich dude, man. Ex-Marine Corps dude. Uh, Flew helicopters and flew Hornets. And okay. well, all three mm-hmm. of them. Because it's, it's the owner, the owner's brother, and then their best friend. All three of them flew, flew F-18s. And stuff like that. So, um, and they're cool dudes, wow. man. Yeah, they, they. I mean, I could, I could put it on a schedule right now that I'm going to take the airplane to, to Timbuktu, and they say, okay, have a nice trip. Wow! <laughs> Just
3: leave the gas card in the hangar.
0: Yeah, leave the gas car in <laughs> the hangar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just
0: when you, when you, when you get, when you get back, when you get back, go on to a uh, PayPal and uh, go ahead and charge yourself $3 million.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah that's they're so that, funny. I mean, I'm, cool. I'm
0: serious. They're that cool, man. If I say I want to, I don't have to call them. I just put it in. I'm going to take the jet. I'll send a text. I'm going to take the jet. Cool. And that's it. That's,
3: that's, all, really that's cool. all it takes. Yep. Sounds yep. Like Go ahead, Tony. Sorry. <laughs> we're, like throwing all him? of our questions out at the same I know. time.
1: Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I was just gonna <laughs> I was just gonna transition into uh kind of with the current situation and what's going on now. But if you have something that's more relevant to what we're currently talking about, Aaron, go right ahead.
3: Oh, I I was just I just wanted another story from him because I love hearing the, the yeah. stories. Um as far as all the aircraft that you've flown, all the flights that you've been on, um, do you have a memorable flight as far as, you know, how much fun it was or something cool that you saw or something that you that you did or, you know, just, just something along those lines? Um, I always love to hear aviator stories of their experiences and uh we'd love to hear something from you that that you can think of i i'm hopefully i'm not putting mm-hmm. you right on the spot on that one <laughs> nah man you
0: know i mean it's hard it's hard to think because i have a lot of i have a lot of good flights man a lot of memorable stuff i mean heck mm-hmm. a couple months ago man i was cruising over the uh over the amazon jungle man that was pretty cool um, oh, wow! yeah and the yeah. 76 coming back to uh miami that was pretty nice or Going down to, uh, Lima, Peru. That's always cool. Um, I like Hawaii. Going to Hawaii is pretty awesome. Going mm-hmm, to Hawaii mm-hmm. is pretty awesome, man. It takes forever to get there, but once you're there, man, that's pretty awesome. Um, I think, yeah. I don't know. I think probably one of the most memorable things in aviation that got me the most excited was probably my first incentive ride I got in the F-15. Oh okay. yeah. 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 Even yeah. even <laughs> even yeah, even all all the flying I've done. That first time I got to sit in the back seat of the jet and pretend like I was a fighter pilot, that was pretty cool, man. Um I couldn't I I couldn't yeah. sleep that night before. I was excited. I was pumped. Uh, <laughs> and, and the so yeah. And yeah. how did you, you say <clears throat> how did you get that opportunity, Chris, and then finish your thoughts. Sorry. Well, well, I was, I I was in Saudi Arabia. I was in Peaceab and I had went, I had gone, I had deployed with the 335th uh, and usually maintainers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Man, they usually get their incentive rides when they're TDY. So when, when, when guys go to Vegas and stuff like that, there's a lot of incentive mm-hmm. rides going on and there. there's at least one a day. They try to at least knock out one or two a day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and oh, I, I went with them and, and then I was out working the line, man, and the chief came up and said, Hey, you're going to get a ride. You need to go to the, uh, get up at the flight dock right now. And I was like, really? Man, I was pumped. I was a kid in the candy store, man. I was, oh, I was God. a three striper, uh, three striper <laughs> at the time. And I was hanging out with the 335th fighter Squadron in P PSAP, man. And a lot of guys got mad, got jealous because I, because I was coming from another squadron getting a ride in one of their jets. I'm like, you know, whatever middle finger to you, motherfuckers, right? <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and the guy, the guy George Irving, I still talk to him. The, the pilot that flew me, his name is Ger- George Irving. He's a he's a FedEx guy now, mm-hmm. and he flew uh, C models in Jacksonville in the guard when he got off active duty. And the funny thing about it is, his cousin, I went to tech school with him when we first went to Air Force in ninety four. And then oh, I bought, wow, wow. then I, yeah, then I bumped into George at the BX at Shepard when he was just finishing up UPT. Mm. Then he comes to my squadron for, for, for F-15 training. And then he gives me my incentive ride. So, so that wow, was, that, that, is that was,
3: cool.
0: yeah, that was something else. But, um, yeah, man, we get up there, man. We, you know, I'm just, I'm just pumped. Just, you know, we get up there, we take off, man. And. Do that max performance takeoff out of uh out of PSAB. We join up, pull G's, cool. go supersonic and all this stuff. But the cool all I wanted uh-huh. to do was pull G's, man. That was the first time I've ever done that. And that is oh, the yeah. most awesome feeling ever, man. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, most, I didn't get in yeah, 15 I No, <laughs> I didn't get sick. I mean, I got you get nauseated <laughs> and it's shit. Hell, I just flew. I flew with a. I flew with a student about a month ago. He made me nauseate. Always had me puking in the back seat of the Marquette. <laughs> oh
2: damn! Man,
0: look, I had. Why? I had to. I had to take the puke. I took the puke bag out and was ready to go. Was ready to download into it, man. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something memorable you for, for you, right there. Yeah, man. All yeah. he wanted to do, all that he wanted to do, was do rolls, loops, and and it was constantly rolls, loops, blah, blah. I was like, no, stop, time out, quit. My airplane.
3: Yeah. I took
0: the airplane, <laughs> flew straight and level to get my mind off it. I had the puke bag out ready, man. I I, I put the microphone on the cold mic and didn't say a word for like a good twenty minutes, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Wow. I,
3: you know, I always thought that if there's ever an opportunity for me to go up in a high performance fighter, you know, F15, F16, whatever, that I would just be like, you know what, just do whatever, like make me puke then, because I don't care if yeah. I get nauseous. I just, I just throw it at me.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was Ugh. on my first ride. I got, I got a little nauseated. But they say if you get nauseated, just just ask for the airplane and just fly the airplane. It takes your brain off of it. Yeah. And um. I remember on my second my second F-15 ride. This was back at Seymour, at base. Man, mm-hmm. I got a little nauseated on that one too, and I just took the airplane and flew it. And you know, but those I think those those were my most fun, man. My rides in the back seat of that jet, man. That was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, Um
3: yeah, Ooh, man. To this day, I what's mean, your just looking? You know, we we cover a lot of red flag, and there's F-15s flying all the time down at Nellis and. Yeah. Every time the F-15s go up, we still get just as excited because, you know, as old as the jet is, it just kicks ass. It still has the best combat air-to-air record of any fighter in the yeah. world. Um, just, yeah, it's amazing. Just, you know, can't get over the F-15. It's cool to hear those stories from you. Yeah, it's what's a good the, airplane. What's the, what's the craziest um,
1: airport you've flown into or out of?
0: The craziest, um, commercially. Do I, yeah. Do I want to say? uh I think I want to say, Guatemala City. Guatemala City really? comes, comes to mind. Yeah, because when you fly into it, there's a you have to do an arc. There's a certain procedure you got to do. I mean, it's not it's not that big of a deal to go in there, but if you but it's kind of it's funky, man. Because when you go in there, you got to fly an arc. It's a right hand turn tight arc approach. And you got to do it within seven miles of the airport because outside the seven miles, you got three cotton picking volcanoes.
2: Oh, a live,
0: wow. a- live active <laughs> volcanoes, right? And, <laughs> Damn. and we go in there at night. Every time I go in there, it's always been at night and you go in there, you fly this arc, man. You finally break in the airport. Airport sits up on a, like on a, on a almost like a mesa or plateau. So below it Mm -hmm. on the approach in on the approach in there's a bunch of houses and and the runway it's not flat. It's it's you can see both ends of the runway with a big big sinkhole or dip in the middle, man. And it's kinda it's only like seven or eight thousand feet. And you coming in there, man, on a seven thirty seven seven thirty seven flies fast. I mean, your approach Mm -hmm. speed's about a hundred and you can easily have a hundred and sixty knot ground speed, like like flying a fighter.
1: Wow!
0: Right? On wow, approach, on approach, man, all the way down to touchdown. Yes. Wow. And uh, and because seven thirty-seven, the longer they made it, the longer they made it. You can't get you can't get the same. The longer it is, you can't get the same uh, angle of attack as a shorter one because the length, or you'll drag uh-huh. the tail of the airplane. So right. Okay. Um, yeah. So you land on this runway, man. It's an optical illusion already. It goes. It goes from from. It goes downhill, then it goes drastically uphill, and then if you got an airplane, if you got another seven thirty seven sitting in the wrong spot on a taxiway, your your wing tip will hit the other 737's wing. Jeez, oh yeah, jeez. So wow, you know, man. you go in there, man. You land. You're packed Hopefully, in. Oh man, you got to get it in the touchdown zone because it's nothing but hotels and. High rises and buildings all along the side of it and at the far end. And so it's kind of, it's kind of squirrely. I mean, cause it's Guatemala city sits in a hole in a valley mm-hmm. on a plateau with volcanoes and crap around it. So when you get out the airplane, oh look out,
3: Lord. it's a freaking volcano. Well, it makes sense to put an
0: airport in there.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, it does,
0: doesn't it? I think, I, that, that's that's got to be the hairiest one. And, and you do it so much, it doesn't become that bad, but. That one right yeah, there right. Is, uh, is a challenge. You know what? Miami sometimes can be a challenge because really? because of the weather. Miami can oh, be a well, challenge. Yeah, the <laughs> Lava, Fort Lauderdale Lava in Miami that can be a challenge because of the weather. Um, mm-hmm. Winds, lots of high winds, man. Uh, a lot of crosswinds, a lot of go around. I mean that that can be a challenge in airport.
1: Yeah, that's pretty. Uh pretty fascinating i know jackson hole airport um was kind of uh kind of a crazy airport to fly in and out of too didn't american fly md-80s in and out of jackson hole chris i
0: think i think they did i don't think they did it when i came aboard i know they used the a319 i believe i think Uh they take the a319 in there and i think i'm and i'm thinking that they took the 75 in there 1.2
1: Oh, you know what they did. You're absolutely right. I, I, I think I, I
3: do remember that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Jackson's I a, seven fives. Yeah, Jackson.
1: Yeah, and <clears throat> Jackson's a crazy airport with uh, with wind shear, from what I understand. Yeah. So yeah. And you never, you never got to fly in or out of Jackson
0: Hole. No, in fact, Jackson Hole, I believe, it's a special certification for us.
1: It oh, and wow. it is it. It is for SkyWest Airlines as well.
0: So yeah, I think so, it's yeah, just that's like uh, Eagle Vale, Colorado's special special certification for both captain and FO. So uh-huh. if you're not certified to go in there, you, you, you'll never get a trip to go there.
1: Hmm, yeah, well, that's interesting. I didn't know. So that. that's interesting. Aaron was. uh so Aaron, you were the ice manager for was it ASIG in Salt Lake for a while, is that right? Was it, was it right. ASIG? Yeah. yeah.
3: Yep, that's right. They're, they're no longer ASIG, but yes, it was. Right. And so
1: there's a chance that maybe you and Chris had spoken before this whole uh ramp check journey of ours.
3: <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Sounds like it. He's Chris, yeah. you, you, you uh we were talking um uh, before we were recording, and uh, uh, between 2013 and 2015, um, you had flown in and out of Salt Lake City a few times in a couple different aircraft, yeah. and yep. so I'm sure there's a good chance that I was the one talking to you on the radio and directing the ice ops while you were there, and probably, and uh, yeah, yeah. So that that's really cool, actually, to 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 think of that. <laughs> it's funny now are you
1: Chris are you based in Dallas Fort Worth is that your domicile for America I am
0: I am I've been in I've been in Dallas Fort Worth for uh going on 13 years now
3: wow wow. so
0: so do you so we're I mean obviously
1: the 7.5 and the 7.6 they've got a pretty tremendous reach but um uh, speaking of deicing, how often do you typically deice? Uh, you know, every year. Does it fluctuate? Uh, yeah, okay. it definitely
0: fluctuates. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Uh, so I haven't. I haven't deiced in two years, man. And that's a good dang. thing. Oh. Yeah, that's
3: true. That is true.
0: How did you manage think- that? Are
1: you just Are you just bidding the right routes? Is that uh, what you're doing?
0: A whole lot of luck. It seems like when, when there's a trip going somewhere where it goes into an area where it has to be de-icing, I'm usually off that day for some reason. I don't know how that works out. <laughs> it's Damn, funny, man. Lucky. I think the last, I think the last time I de-iced, I was on a 737 and we just had to do type one and it was in, is it, was in, um, Kansas City. And that oh, was sorry. over two years. That, that's over two years ago. <laughs> Wow. Uh, that's, yeah. That's, Cause that's when I, crazy. when I first started out on 737, I was, uh, I was a 73 international guy. So I was always in the Caribbean. Oh, mm-hmm. so we yeah. got, Tough yeah. Life. Yeah, there's, yeah. We there's got no black down there. And, no, we got domestic <laughs> and an international, uh, separate, is separated in Dallas for the 737. So yeah, I was always uh-huh. down in the Caribbean. So I didn't, I didn't have to go into too many icing situations, but. Knock on wood, man. Knock on wood. And then, like, I go to (laughs) Philly. I go to Philly in a 7-5 in the wintertime. I would always go the day – I would always either go in and come out the day after a snow event or the day before a snow event because it would always be – the snow banks would be up, but it would be clear and sunshine when I go in it. Oh, okay.
3: That's
2: nice. (laughs) Did you – Lucky Did you
1: ever get to – did you ever get to fly in or out of uh, Saint Martin?
0: No, that's a bucket list, man. I've been there on vacation, but I was always a uh-huh. bucket list airport, man. No, I never, I never got a chance to. I never got a chance to.
3: Oh, that's if you ever do, fly that's us, fly us down there. We'll we'll meet you down there. Or we'll fly down there and we'll catch it going in and out. And
2: uh, that'll because. work, man. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: <laughs> heck yeah. So.
1: um Unless Aaron or Ryan have any other questions, I just, I want to ask you, uh, well, let me make sure Aaron or Ryan, do you have any other yeah, questions? Yeah, no, no, go,
3: go, <laughs> go
2: ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, were you going to wait? No, it's okay. No, yeah. this, this has been really, it's been really fun to listen to the stories, but you know, we could go all day really if we wanted to, but, um, yeah, you go ahead, Tony, well, you... what
1: well, this, and this, this will probably take a little bit of time too, but I just want to, with obviously what is going on in the world right now the global pandemic you know the 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 cruise lines are probably gonna shrink you know dramatically and and the airlines obviously you know a lot of these a um, lot of the carriers you know I mean American you know exercising the option to retire their seven fives and seven six I mean the whole, travel industry is just completely upended by this whole COVID-19 pandemic. So, so are you, Chris, are you, are you working right now or are you kind of in transition? What's, what's kind of going on with you? And tell me a little bit about like, you know, American or, or, you know, maybe even some of your colleagues from other carriers, what, what, what they're going through right now.
0: Yeah, with me, I'm just, so one thing I'm transitioning to is from my couch to the refrigerator and back to the couch again. Um, (laughs) Well, at least you don't have to file
1: a flight plan for that.
0: I know, right? I know, right? (laughs) I mean, I'm just sitting around getting fat. There's nothing going on. That's, and that's crazy because my next door neighbor, my next door neighbor, he's a triple seven FO man and he's mostly sitting at home too, but. You know, mm-hmm. our, our big wide bodies—the seven, eight, and the triple—we still have a few of those still flying cargo. And believe it or not, uh-huh. I believe I believe there's passenger service, very light passenger service, like between the states and Narita, Japan.
2: But mm-hmm. um,
0: okay. other than that, all our, nar- our narrow-body crews are working real hard right now. With, with you know, well, we're, we're not—I guess—not working hard, I should say. So they're flying still. But we just, right. I think we got what? We just put allowed, uh, 4,300 pilots. We gave them, uh, uh, LOAs, leave of absences, absences, if I can say that right. Uh-huh. And, wow. uh, um, and about, yeah, and about 730 from age 62 on up to retirement at 65 were granted permanent LOAs. So wow. what happens is, yeah. So what happens is, everybody who's on a LOA, at least on a permanent LOA, you get paid fifty-five hours worth of pay, all the way into your retirement. Mm-hmm. But you're, but you, but you, you're not coming back. You see what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. You're done. You're consider, you consider retired. Uh-huh. And then, um then we got paid and non-paid LOAs. I think all the airlines are going at it. Um. I mean, the industry, industry sucks right now. It's, yeah, you know, it I, yeah, I mean, this is, in my opinion, worse than 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely when, when the recession definitely worse than a recession in 2008. Because, you know, the airlines still flew in mm-hmm. Texas itself. You know, the Dallas area in Texas has kind of been like a, a, a recession proof state until now course, you know, you know, right. um, but I don't know, man, it's, it's kind of the unknown. I don't know where I'm going next. Uh, I just put a, uh, they keep going back and forth with our bidding. For example, right before this hit, we had a vacancy bid come out. You know, we usually have a vacancy bid every month for or every two months and you get to, you know, put in, if you want to go somewhere else, if you can hold another fleet or another seat. And I put in for captain. I put in for captain on the seven three. And, um, next thing you know, they started, this happened. This hit. They canceled that bid. And then they went into, and they said they're going to displace all seven five and seven six pilots. Every last, it's like 840 of us. And they're going to displace wow. all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so wow. boom. That changed up a lot of stuff. And actually a displacement opens up a lot of doors too. Because, for example, if you pick up a a new seat, like if I went to captain seat on a seven thirty seven and a vacancy bid, once I get in that seat, I'm locked in that seat for two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say if I picked up a <clears throat> picked up any seat or any airplane in a displacement bid, I'm not locked in that seat for for two for two years. So I can get a, that I can get that seat or that airplane. And then turn right, turn right around two months later and get something else, and not be oh, locked in I that see. seat and that displacement. So we'll see. So you know, mm-hmm. I put I oh, put okay. some Airbus stuff in there. Yeah, I put some Captain stuff in there, Airbus and seven three. So if I don't like either one of them, that gives me an option later on down the road. Two months later, I can go somewhere else or something like that. Yeah. But um oh, okay. Yeah, well, we yeah. We wish
2: the best for you, man. Well, we we wish you luck on those. It's gonna be Jeez. over just I like everyone it. else does, you know. Yeah, I just. appreciate
0: it. Yeah. But the airline industry, yeah, I think, I think all three of us, all three of them, in the majors and including the regions, I think everybody's going to shrink. I think mm-hmm. the big shrinkage, the big shrinkage, is coming, um, and it's going to be. Well, I got friends that are optimistic. Yeah, we'll be back flying right, everything back back to normal in October. Or another buddy of mine he said we should be about 60 or 70% by Christmas. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be different. I think people are still going to be kind of skittish to be packed in the middle of airplanes, sitting in the middle seat or something like that with other people around. You know, people start coughing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, honestly, even right. when this COVID starts tapering off and stuff like that, I don't think it's going to be the end of it, man, until a vaccine or a, uh, or something like that comes or you can take a shot like for it for like, like we take flu shots.
3: Yeah. Right. I
0: think, I I think it's going to, I think it's going to circulate around again, man. It's just, you know, it's human nature, man. I don't, I'm I'm one of those people who, who don't think it's like the flu, but I'm not freaking out, jumping off the window wearing a tinfoil hat about it either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think, uh, I think, we fall in that category as well. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I go out, I wear a mask and all that stuff, but you know, it's, it's going to take a little bit for the airlines. To rebound, just like the cruise ship industry. It's going to take a little bit mm-hmm. for the to airline industry, especially the United States to
3: rebound. I believe. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's the, well, the, the nice thing that's coming out right now is, you know, actual real numbers that that's, yeah, we can talk exactly. about. And, and, you exactly. know, over the last month and a half, it's been oh, over 2 million dead and blah, you know, and, and, yeah, of course everybody's going to flip out and, and just be like, oh, it's the end of the world. And so now the actual right. numbers are coming out where, you right. know, the, the amount of deaths in the U.S. is, as sad as it is that somebody's dying from this, um, is going to be way less. And, and I think that in and it of itself will, will help the airline industry recover faster because then, Everybody's going to actually see hard evidence that, okay, well, as contagious as this virus is, it's really not as deadly widespread as everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah, and, and so, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Same here, definitely. Because I hope that's things were moving.
0: Things were moving in America, man. I mean, things were moving fast. We had like this year, yeah. we had without this just scheduled, just guys who were scheduled to retire by the end of this year. It was like almost a thousand, it was like 800 some change.
3: Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And things were moving, man. The upgrade to captain was like two years. Mm.
2: And
0: wow. When I came, when I came to the company, upgrade to captain was like 10. And even before that, because of nine eleven, upgrade to captain was 20 years at one point. So it went from 20. Wow. Down to 10 now, then down to eight. And now, now it was down to two cuz there are guys who got yeah. awarded captain in New York City on a 737 there's like almost 50 guys below me that were awarded captain yeah. so i'm like you know wow things were clicking so you know i yeah i hope it i hope it does get back man and and i know it will eventually i would yeah. like it would sooner sooner than later but you know it's you know yeah man, and, saw,
3: and you man. know what's crazy about aviation too is is it can uptick just as quick as it downtick too I mean it's right that that, that uh, aviation's so unpredictable um yeah. when it comes to that and and so it's like you know for our listeners that you know that want to be pilots that are currently pilots or in in a situation like you're in um you know mm. it, it it's not all doom and gloom even on a downturn because things can turn right. around. I've always tried to be an optimist in anything and sometimes that's not a good thing, but, <laughs> but, right, yeah. you know, it's, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think y'all know what I'm trying to say and it, it's like, yeah. you know, keep at it and uh, eventually it's going to turn around and, and, and it could surprise us with, with how quick it, it could be slower, like we've talked about, but, it's going to be there because I mean, aviation is is what makes the world go around, pretty much, and so absolutely. it's got to be there. So,
0: absolutely, mm-hmm. I tell I tell people if they want a direct if they want a direct indicator of how well the economy is doing, pay attention to what the airlines are
1: doing. Yeah, that's
0: a good point. Yeah, that's
1: a good point.
0: Yeah, pay pay attention to what the airlines what, what the airlines are doing. If they're tanking, if they're having a hard time, something's going on with the economy. So, uh, that, you know, that's it. Right?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So
1: I'm trying to remember how long did it take the airline industry as a whole to rebound from 9-11? Because I know there were, you know, there was obviously a time where nobody wanted to fly. But then, but the thing is, is is just the way the world economy works these days <laughs> is, is air travel is essential to so many different things. Um yeah. So... I'm just curious if this will be compared to in the in the future as far as how long it took for things to get back to quote unquote you know pre-9/11 levels I mean are we going to be talking well flying will be back to pre-pandemic levels by you know this particular time I I guess that, that kind of depends on how the rest of this year goes and and like you say if if this you know really comes back um you know, like the flu does every you know season. I hope that we're not going to be faced with the you know every year now we have to hear about the the coronavirus season, you know, or the COVID nineteen season or whatever. Yeah. And so um, that
0: would if that was to happen, that would definitely hurt the industry, the airline industry, as long as any other any other transportation sector industry would be devastated, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, yeah.
3: I agree I, with I that. Think, well, you know, but, yeah, yeah. If, I think it'll be okay. I, gonna... I, I mean, it, it'll take some time, but yeah. But well, in this case, if, yeah, if if, if, if,
0: it, if it doesn't come back, like if it's just this is one thing, like you said, pre, I don't know, pre, uh, would you say pre-pandemic levels? Pandemic, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. Hi, Panda, giant right. Panda. I don't know, uh. um, <laughs> this, uh, like. <laughs> DFW airport they said they were going to have a loss what they say of like 200 million dollars for the summer wow and they don't they don't anticipate the loads coming back they said by next summer the load should be back so
1: well that's, um i mean interesting. that's actually i mean that sounds like a really long time but that's actually encouraging that they're expecting things to rebound Within a year, so to speak, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it hurts in the meantime, but, but yeah. it's still encouraging, you know. So. Yeah,
0: I think I think it'll rebound within a year. I'm just not on the, on 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 board with when people saying, "Yeah, we'll be back to normal by October, November, December." You know. Yeah. I don't You know. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's that's re- going to yeah, be the it's, case.
3: It's it's definitely reasonable to think that with everything going on, because I mean, mm-hmm. you can't just. I mean, with all these airplanes that are parked and and the way that the you know, the, the general public, you know, reacts to everything. It's, you know, I mean, you can't just go pull that airplane parked on the runway or parked on the, the tarmac for six months and then, boom, you're ready to go the next day. I mean, it takes time to to get everything going again. And, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
3: all the pilots that have been either furloughed or kind of hanging out, you know, they yeah. I'm sure some of them are going to have to get, re- you know, recurrent training and, you know, yeah. you, you name it. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll keep our fingers well, crossed, you know. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. it's faster hey, hey, sooner than later. Chris, let me yeah,
2: let me ask you one meantime, more question.
3: Oh, go ahead, Ryan.
2: Oh, I was just gonna make a joke. In the meantime, listen to Samuel L. Jackson.
0: As far
3: as <laughs> <laughs> right. Keep your Did ass I in hate? the house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay the stay the
2: home <laughs> right. funny. Aaron and Tony. Have you guys seen that him reading that book called Stay the Fuck at Home? No, oh, oh, no I think I, I, I posted
0: that I posted that on my IG. I, it's oh, on my man. IG. Oh, <laughs> yeah. we'll check it out. It's literally right. so
2: funny. So so just go watch that. And then if we just do that for a little while, hopefully we can get back to normal soon. stuff. So.
0: that's really all it takes, yeah. man.
2: It's true. Exactly. <laughs> just do what we're supposed to that's do funny. now. So shit can get better. But you know down what?
0: The road. You know what? Over there, when I was like, um, still flying, you know, I was still flying when all this stuff was popping off, man. You know, mm-hmm. even though we had empty airplanes and stuff. And like I mm-hmm. go into airport terminals and stuff like that and go inside the bathrooms. And I've always been uh, uh, dudes. Was still going to the freaking bathroom at a at an airport of all places. They'll yeah. walk in there, take a shit, and get up, wipe the ass, <laughs> get up, and they walk oh. straight out the damn bathroom. Oh, damn oh, the <laughs> the these people oh. are freaking nasty out there, man! And it's oh.
3: crazy.
2: <laughs> well, maybe the yeah. solution. Maybe the solution is. They can create a job where someone has to stand by the sinks and make sure people wash their damn hands before they leave.
0: Either that or have somebody outside the bathroom with a damn knife or sword and cut their damn hands off <laughs> as they walk
2: out that side. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Damn. Cause when I oh. see that like, shit, that's the problem. <laughs> I,
1: like, I think my solution would people. be my solution would be just to put a big sign right at the exit and say it's common fucking sense, people. Wash your hands. Yes. Yeah, pod. Really. I'm sorry. I had to drop a f bomb on the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it's everything that we're doing, like, we all should have been doing that to begin with, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah. it's like, geez. Yeah. People going so, in, people oh, going in,
0: people going in the bathroom on the airplane barefoot.
3: Oh. oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's true. That does happen. I've seen that before. What
0: the fuck is
2: yeah. that? Yeah.
3: not yeah, yeah,
2: that doesn't, that Seriously. doesn't work. Seriously. No. Oh, that man. does not work. Oh.
1: Wow. So so talk about uh, talk about wrapping up the podcast on a high note here. Um, <laughs> hey, so, so, Chris, if someone wants to get um, – their uh their jet rating they want to transition from the jet to uh i mean from a from a prop to a jet um what's uh what's the name of the company again that you're uh cfi for and uh how do they contact you to do that
0: yeah good deal yeah we're uh victory aviation we're located in denton airport Denton in denton enterprise airport in denton texas you can okay. uh, get us get up with us at uh www.s211training.com, or you can come find me on Dope Seven Sixty Seven Driver, or you can find me on that's on Instagram by the way, or the mm-hmm. other Instagram handle Combat uh, Combat Voto, or you can go to Victor Aviation's Instagram deal and in, uh and find us there. So come on okay. out, we'll hook you right on up. Well, if you ain't puking, you ain't having fun. Yeah, oh, <laughs> there, there you go.
1: go. <laughs> and and do you do like um, do you also do like just fantasy flights, too, if someone wants to pay to just go up in the jet and have you fly them around? Can they do that as well? We, or is this you do for training?
0: We okay. do. Those guys who those people who want to just uh, check that off their bucket list. The only unfortunate thing is the person sitting in the back has to be a pilot in order for us to charge them. Actually, they pay a fee. It has to be a pilot. So you have to be a licensed okay. pilot. But uh okay. um, unless I'm renting the airplane myself, hint, hint, knock on wood in case you guys want to come out. So uh yeah. Oh geez. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, twist
1: twist our arms. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh do you guys have anything else for Chris? Yeah,
3: I mean Chris. Is there anything else, Chris? You want to say? Maybe we didn't cover, or anything you want to yeah. add to it? Because it's been nah, a good time. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. You know, we can do this anytime you want. So, I'm not doing that yeah. for the next couple months.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <That sounds laughs> right? Good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take you up take on that you up again. Up on that.
0: Yeah, for sure. yeah. It's That's like true. it's like the weekend that never ends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Oh, Ain't man.
0: that the
1: truth? No, no doubt. <laughs> so,
0: well, then. Uh, Maybe
1: we'll go ahead and uh, wrap things up there. Um, uh, yeah, it's been a great thanks. Thanks again for uh, coming on the podcast with us, Chris. I just want yeah, to say cool. um, we've we've had some great guests on the podcast over the last few weeks, um, and uh, I I'd go as far as say these are our quarantine versions of the podcast, I guess. So there you go. <laughs> uh, if you're looking, yeah, right. If you're looking for something <laughs> to do. Um, uh, start the Ramp Check podcast at episode one, and uh, we've got uh, like thirty, four, thirty-five official episodes, and then we've got all of our uh, special editions. Um, you mm-hmm. know, with some of our uh, interview editions up there as well. And the Ramp Check podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course uh, SoundCloud. Uh subscribe, share it, rate it where you can, and uh just um just sit back, grab some corn, and uh listen to the podcast, <laughs> yo.
0: Roger that, <laughs> Roger that And oh, you guys, you got to reach out to Acrojet. I'm here to tell you, the dude is the dude okay. is awesome. You would you would get a good show and get some awesome stories. He I mean, the dude is the dude is pretty cool, man. The dude is cool. cool. Yeah.
3: We'll do that.
1: Sure do, do that. Okay,
3: yeah. we're we're definitely
1: Great. on that. Um, Aaron, where can everybody find you
3: on social media? Um, my personal Instagram and uh, Twitter at Aaron Rumfollow. Uh, most of my stuff, though, that has anything to do with aviation, uh, aerospace, is all at Ramp Check Global. That's Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Um, yeah,
2: that's how you can uh, follow me. What about you, Ryan? Uh, just at rum follow me and, um, just want to say that over the last like five or six months, I've had a lot of aviation related people request to follow me. So thank you. Um, you know, my, my personal life is nowhere near as exciting as our at ramp check global Instagram, but, um, appreciate the (laughs) follows and, uh, everyone that's interested and in our, our Ramp Check Global business. So and Tony, it's your turn. Okay. Um uh you can
1: find me at T Rum Follow. I won't uh, spell it out this time, but uh that's my personal <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. And of course you can uh get us on at, at check Global. And um if you want to be really cool like at seven six seven driver I didn't say that in the wrong order did I? No I didn't. <laughs> um, uh, go to uh, head to our Ramp Swag store, our hashtag RCG Ramp Swag, uh, and uh, pick yourself up some stuff. You know, a uh, lot of extra time to do some online shopping. Why don't you take uh, take advantage of that right now? And of course, if you're also um, you know chomping at the bit for aviation news, you can also go to our website rampcheckreport.com. And uh, yeah, and,
3: and, and, uh, let me just add that that that's our, that's our news site. And then there's also rampcheckglobal.com too, where you get the ramp swag, right? I just wanted to be hundred yep. percent clear on that.
1: Yep. And there's also a link in the ramp swag store. Uh, I mean, yeah, right. Anyway, sorry. Hey, Chris, one more time, uh, give us all your, give us your, uh, Instagram, social media handles one more time for
0: everybody. Yeah, my personal Instagram handle is at Dope Seven Sixty Seven Driver, and then there's also uh, Combat Voto. Uh and then there's uh, Victory Aviation or Victory Flight Training is our uh, is the little picture of it as a of a S Two Elevens right on the front for Victory.
1: Awesome, awesome. All right, well, Chris, thanks again for your time, and uh, Ryan, I believe you're up.
2: Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Good day.